Hi, I'm Russell, and I'm pretty sure I have the greatest job in the world. I work at the video store, the one just down the road from you that you can go to once a week whenever it's movie night. Why I love my job is that when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies all day long and talk about them with my friends that work here. Today on the show, I'm chatting with Cole again. For all those who tuned into episode one, thank you so much. It's so lovely to uh, have had such a good response from you guys. We're keeping the magic going here in episode two with Cole once again. We talk everything from cheesy reality TV shows to the Oscars. And I think that's also just another good example of the kind of stuff that we're always going to be talking here and the level that we're going to be pitching a lot of this kind of content on. We are not wanting to make it too niche. We're not wanting to make it too geeky. We're not wanting to make it too cinephile I think having the knowledge, um, especially that guys like Cole bring to the table, I think makes understanding and appreciating TV shows more and um, just brings brings extra knowledge and context, as I said, but we're not wanting to delve too too deep into anything too niche i think if anything we're trying to dig out the gems and just talk about all the things that all of us can can appreciate and 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 love when when i'm telling people about this this podcast i think one thing i've been saying which i think helps contextualize it is i'm is i'm saying this is a podcast for people who watch tv which is all of us so we're really wanting this to appeal to to everyone and, and we hope that you get that and we hope that you enjoy it and we hope that you keep coming back. So, uh, this is me and Cole. Let's start the shift. How are those dreams going? Are we still on the dreams? I think after last week, I've decided against talking about my dreams it's on a public a, farm. Uh, let's, let's start again. <laughs> How's it, man? Russ. What's happening? Not too much. Um, I suppose just trying to figure out what to do with my evenings when we don't have electricity, which can yeah. be quite frustrating. Have you got an inverter? No. No. It's worth it, eh? It is. It's a bit of an outlay, but if you just if you if you just pl- are able to plug in your TV and plug in your internet, it's kind of all you need. I remember from when we lived together, it made a world of difference. Yeah, it's it's just insane where you can just like do something with that time. Yeah, I mean now it's 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 reading books by candlelight, which is also very That's refreshing. Lovely. Hey? Yeah, and it's you like, can maybe like take out your quill pen and write some. Write some letters. Journaling. <laughs> Journaling. Keeping up on your correspondence. Mrs. Beckett. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have you been watching anything interesting? I've I've kind of been in a in a retro space, I think, just going backwards in time through movies that were either made like popular movies that were made in the noughties, like Bedazzled with Brendan Fraser. Ah. Yeah. Um, or watching old South Park episodes. Um and yeah, not watching anything too recent. I think watching Morbius kind of ruined new movies for me. <laughs> I I just I, I refuse to spend money at the movies. I told you about that buddy of mine set. No. Where after he watched um, um, Ready Player One with us in those like moving chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, I'm 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 banishing Hollywood, or he had a, he had a term for like how he was just going to give up Hollywood for as long as he could. Exactly. 
It's like you have officially betrayed the trust of an audience member. Really? That like bad, in terms eh? of the quality. No, no, there wasn't one redeeming quality about that movie. Not one shred of entertainment value. Wild. Nothing. Wow. It's like it's 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 it deserves five percent on Rotten <laughs> Tomato meters it's probably, aggregates. It's probably sitting on something similar. Yeah. Um, it's like it's it's amazing. This guy, Jared Leto, I think, from what I've seen, he's he's ruined the Joker and method acting. Well, have like you seen House of, of Gucci? I haven't seen House of Gucci. It's on box office now. It's on DSTV box office, oh, so you can rent it. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure in his character there either. It's it's very over the top. This is what I've heard when it's people are talking ridiculous. about comparing because it's a historical drama, right? Yeah. And talking about the figures that someone like Lady Gaga represented versus Jared Leto. Yeah. And talking about like the precise accuracy of like at least making us recognize this person from history. And apparently Jared Leto's is just like he it's, went off on a tangent. Yeah, dude. it's a bit it's a bit much, eh? It's mm. it's but it's an interesting movie. Mm, I'm not very curious. sure whether I like it. Of the two, oh, well, the only one I saw last year um, of the two Ridley Scott releases was The Last Duel. Oh, did you see The Last Duel? And I, I just have to say that it's like, it's it's crazy. It's like this guy has come out over the years with classics like Gladiator. Blade Runner, Alien in the 80s. Yeah. And then in the 90s for some people, oh yeah, Thelma and Louise. I think yeah. that was 90s. Yeah. You had yeah. Black Hawk Down for some people, Gladiator. Yeah. yeah. And um, not so much, for a lot of moms, it's a good year in the noughties. With Russell Crowe and his little wine farm in... Oh, the film, it's career. a good year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then now, this decade, he drops this gem. Like, okay, I was about to say, that's the first time you've actually given the review. Okay, so so last year for you is... I think it's, it's insane to me that it received no nominations. It's like every year there's a film that shows you that the Academy has zero clue about what to award. And they either award like the pedigree of, a, of an artist like Jane Campion... I yeah. think it's how you pronounce her name, For the Power of the Dog. Camp- Wonderful yeah. movie. But I think everyone's thinking of The Pianist when they give her best director. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know? And like yeah. Meryl Streep, it's like, it's Meryl Streep. Not that her performance was worth an Oscar. Yeah. You know? No, the politics of that, of that whole Academy Awards is, is very real. And I remember hearing it firsthand from the guys who were trying to um, campaign for The Wound. Yes, uh, in yes. Kerber, when, yeah. it, when it was up for, for Best Foreign Language, the South African film. And um, they got shortlisted, so they got real close. But they were like, it's 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 literally like politics. It's literally like you running to be president of the country mm. or running a campaign of your town. You have to hold uh, parties. You have to, you know, you have to get it in front of them. You have to sort of cold call. You got so those complimentary copies that always get pirated. Yeah, but it's, it's like, just it's. It, and they said that they were close, but. They needed, they needed like a last boost in around the December period of that year. Mm. The last votes before the, the nominees got sort of announced. Yes. And they were like, it just came at the point where they were finding too many South African companies had now started winding down for the year because it was December. So they weren't funding and they didn't get that last boost. And there was another film that, got, that just got, right at that time, got bought by Netflix. And so they got this huge oh. influx of money. They could use the money to campaign their film better yes. to the Academy. Yes. And as a result, that film got in. And they believe, well, okay, everyone believes that their film's the best. But like they thought that, you know, that spot should have been theirs. But it got, went to the other one because of pure politics, not about whether or not the movie's better or not. Yes. 
It's insane. I think the one thing I envy from what I have seen of those gift bags or gift box sets that Academy members get of movies is that it looks like a film fan's dream where it's kind of like you're going to get like something signed by the director, personal notes. You're going to get like a special edition, like little DVD with like a custom box set and this that is no to, one else this has. This is what they send to people. Yeah, to, this is to, what they send to people. Or it's a coffee table book of production stills or... There has to be something illegal about that. Yeah, no, exactly. You're buying Because I, I think in, in, in business today, or at least in South Africa and SARS and what you can write off and what you can... You can't, you can't sort of take people away for lavish holidays. You can't give them presents because mm. that's, that's yeah. prime sort of yeah, corruption. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Um, my movie and content watching is completely, you know, like that meme with the bus that comes and sort of bashes something out the way. And there's that meme about, <laughs> about how like something gets completely derailed yeah, exactly. by this sort of like this train. Yes. It's a bus that gets kind of hit by a train, that meme. Uh, for me, that's the block. Oh, really? The Australian home renovating series. <laughs> Whenever the block comes to DSTV, it just sort of derails anything of any cultural substance. It's it's fantastic television. Yeah. Have you ever watched never any watched, episodes of the block? Never watched any episodes so of the block. For some so, so reason, like, like be it food with MasterChef or home renovating with... with home improvements with, with, with that um, bus, whatever the it was block, called. Australia I, makes damn good television. Mm, mm. For some reason, and especially with the block, because they've got so much Australianness in it. Yes. So, like, your carpenters are all called chippies, <laughs> and your electricians are sparkies. <laughs> sparkies. And your tra- your tradies. <laughs> and it's all about having your tradies on site. You know, and I've got this chippy and I've got this sparky. It's, it's exactly part of the like charm of watching. I don't know, like Commonwealth country comedies, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, yeah, yeah. we have those little nuances of that culture that well, so you just, much of it is so feels so similar to yeah to our humor. Exactly, it, it's different words and stuff, but yes. like you can see these people. Like there's one, so it's all about these couples. Um, so it could be any version of couple. It's most likely a relationship, like a husband and wife, but it could be like a father and a daughter, or like twins. In this case, and so they, but they, they teams of two, and they've got to renovate houses. They they do everything from waterproofing to to eventually styling it and and whatever. Mm. And event and so they get they get judges they get points along the way, but ultimately they then auction the house. And whatever they make in the auction over a certain amount that the show sets, yes, they keep that money. What? So they can make like million dollars. Australian what? or like millions of like like loads of money so it's wild it's like it's life-changing mm. and of course it's just great because all these people are renovators or they stylists or they they, they they become personalities and they can obviously make money for the rest of their lives mm. as being a television personality but it's a great show it's a great show there is something amazing about reality television um I mean I usually used to watch the usual suspects of reality TV, like the Simon Cowell produced shows. Um, yeah. I don't know if So You Think You Can Dance was one of those, but it was American Idol, So You Think You Can Dance. Not too much dancing stuff these days. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Sort Not of like, too much. But watch, some, Magic Mike, was... the new Magic Mike's going to come out, <laughs> and then all the dancing Another shows reality. are going to come back. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really missed out on something magical um, when my boyfriend showed me a clip of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Okay. 
and it was the most insane thing that I'd seen caught on camera when this woman was being accused of faking a lung disease, I think it was. And, you know, it was a 10-minute discussion about talking about how she was two-faced and shallow. And then she says, the only thing fake about me is this prosthetic leg. And she pulls out a prosthetic <gasps> leg and dumps it, on the, dumps it on the table. Like, you don't... This is real life. Yeah. I mean, like, and to and the extent that, point, that reality reflects life. No, leg. no one knew. And it's just, I couldn't believe what I was witnessing in these classic moments yeah. of the weirdest places humanity has gone. Reality TV is amazing, and I'd love to get into it more. Yeah. Oh. In like a waste your time kind of way. It's like the, at the yeah, moment. The, 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 the block just just moves so seamlessly from one episode <laughs> to the next. And that's the trouble. And, and yeah, and then there are these judges that judge them, that give them critiques. But ultimately, um, it comes down to that auction at the end. Mm. Mm. But um, but no, it's 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 real juicy. But it completely um, yeah, derails everything. Um, uh, but we actually sneaked in something interesting last night. Uh, a, a relatively short film on yeah. Netflix called "Hold Your Breath." Okay. Holding your breath. Hold your breath. And it's about ice diving, ice swimming under ice. It's this forty-minute short film, short documentary about a Finnish woman who, um is training to break the world record of swimming underneath ice. And there's all sort of wow. parameters to, to the world record. The ice is going to be at least 30 centimeters thick. Mm. Okay, so if you need to how fucking cold the water has to be if the ice, ice is 30, is 30, centimeters, 30 thick. centimeters thick. And you've got to do what? it in a normal costume, a normal... A normal swimming cozy. Normal cozy. No ways. It's wild. What? But having been lucky enough to spend some time in Finland, oh. uh, you you can see these people are, are insane. Like they're wild. They're such interesting people, and so this woman is training to do it. Just acclimatizing her body to. I remember my dad telling me once we watched Titanic in 1996, and I was five, six, seven years old when that came out, um, yeah. and we were talking about how frigid that those waters must have been because like in the people love to say people love to say oh. If if he sat on the door with her, they both would have survived. Yeah. She, everyone forgets she was about to die. Yes. She was on the verge of death. Like the two of them would have both died on that thing. And not that much body warmth would have done anything in that kind of situation. Yeah. I mean, but I remember my dad telling me, okay, cool. If you're curious about how cold that was, because I, I couldn't get over it, how cold that water must have been. It was yeah. fascinating to me. He's like, cool, let's put a whole bunch of ice in a bath and see how it makes you feel. <laughs> You did it. Yeah, we did it. It was like went to the garage store, bought like four packs of ice, put it into a bath, exactly. and like I put my foot in. And I was like, "Fuck this!" Not a lot going on in the nineties, eh? <laughs> no, it was <laughs> ridiculous. When you're a child, Titanic was such and a, you watch Titanic, such a revelation. The only thing you care about it's not it's not draw me like your French girls when you're six. It's how freaking cold that water must have been. Are oh, you interested in Kate Winslet's boobs? Uh, not at that point. No, I don't think I was. <laughs> well, either was I was told I didn't know the scene existed because I was like, "Yes, Daddy, I'll close my eyes." Oh, There's really? nothing to suspect, yeah. Very oh, innocent. you weren't allowed to see a little boob. <laughs> no, no nips. No nips. No, no nips at that point. I, I'd forgotten that that's where the draw me like one of your French girls yeah, came a, from. A cultural cornerstone. Yeah. Of those moments. But no, you're right about the whole quirky Commonwealth humor because um, we brought it up last week, but people, places, things, mm. um, that sort of New Zealand humor mm. really shines through and, and someone was talking about eagle versus shark which was jermaine clement's another film that jermaine clement was in yes um 
which I've never seen and I really want to see. I don't think it's available no, on anything. We no. must research where one can watch it. And it's also frustrating the amount of stuff that's like small and won't get distribution here on any of the major streaming services. Yeah. Um, like what we do in the shadows is only on Hulu, I think. Yeah. And it's like difficult to get here. Okay, but we must keep so an eye on, on what's available. Um, uh, I watched Death on the Nile. I saw that a month ago, yeah. What did you think? Uh, it's a pretty film. Gorgeous. Like he's focused more on making it be- like the most superb looking film. No, it's, it's the Nile. But you I mean, know, but I mean it was the same with the, the murder on the Orient Express. Like they were just trying to make the most gorgeous good looking movie. Looking movie. And it's like good looking cast, good looking locations. But I it was mean, cool. I, I. That's, that's pretty much all it has don't going to, for it. Um, don't want to pat myself too much on the back, but I called it. Called what? We watched, oh, the, movie, we watched the, m- the movie in half. Oh, interesting. So, so, so when we got to bed, we were like, so, who do you think killed yeah, who, who was, was like, who's the culprit? To be the boyfriend and the crazy ex girl. They worked together. I was like, oh shit. I mean, I it's fine. It you can, like, there are no spoilers in film school. Um, I think it's, well, I think the thing is, I think if a film is on circuit, that's when we probably, or like opening weekend. It's kind of like. Yes, you got to hold it for a certain amount. Yeah, yeah. No, but, okay, now I feel kind of bad, but I don't at the same time. But, but. I mean, there's not much else to go on there. I, I, in terms I, of I called it. I was like, it had to be more than one person mm. involved. But mm. uh, it was lovely. It's the chickie from Sex Education. It is. Maeve. Maeve. Maeve from Sex Education. Also, some news about Sex Education cast members is um, the guy that plays Eric Effiong, and I can't remember his real name, only the actor's name. You know um, Otis's best friend? Yes. He the is charismatic the new man. Doctor Who. Oh! <gasps> That's interesting. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's really interesting to see how you'd expect everyone. Because this is kind of like... Has there ever been an no. African... Never. Doctor Who? No. Um, it's My friend sent me, it was like looking at the wall of American presidents, you know, where you see all the white guys yeah. and then Barack Obama at the bottom. It's the yeah. same thing. Except for the last Doctor Who was a woman. Yeah. Um, but this is what we were talking about. When we said, we said, what? how is... How is this era yes. of, of content that we are living right now, how will it be defined? Mm. Like the 80s was Schwarzenegger excess and the 90s was whatever. Like our era will be the era of diversity, mm. which is great. Mm. It's like we'll see the first this, the first that. We'll yeah, get the first those things done because once you've had the first black Doctor Who, no one's going to really make a big deal about the second one. Exactly. I mean, like, I haven't really dipped my toes into... I mean, they're not going to name it that. They just, it's just going to be the next Doctor. No, exactly. And that's what this news kind of feels like, which is refreshing from what I've been seeing online. I haven't been seeing... Because I saw the Reddit responses and something on Twitter. And it doesn't feel like as explosive as you would have expected to have been considering the rhetoric that has been going on over the past decade around yeah, perhaps who the next James the, Bond is going to be. And perhaps we're at the tail end of it because it we've feels seen, amazing we've that seen we are. so much of it now Yeah, that, that perhaps, it's, perhaps we're on the downwardness of it. Exactly, of it being an outrage and all the people at well, least... controversial, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You said the birthing where, pains. I loved that expression. Yes, the birthing pains of like representation, right? Where the people that are against it are the loudest voices and then 
all of us are just kind of thinking to ourselves, this is fine. It's completely normal and yeah. it should be happening. And who cares? And who cares, man? And I suppose that's the cool thing about the format of Doctor Who doing this is that the Doctor can be anybody, right? Um, that's yeah. how it works in terms of the uh, rules of the show, at least. Can anyone watch Doctor Who in South Africa? Or anything? I actually have no idea how people get a hold of it. I think it might be a BBC thing. So you think it's on BritBox or something? Yeah, maybe. I've never watched an episode. I know very much about yeah. it. I know lots about it. Um, but people that face, watch it are My rabid. favorite is is if you've ever watched Community, the TV yeah, show yeah. Community, they have, the, it's called Inspector Space Time. <laughs> That um, old Wester's face watches. So they introduce him to Inspector Spacetime, which yes. is effectively... Um, Their version of it, Doctor the, Who. Yeah, it's sort of it's meant to be the same thing, mm. where they can say, like, this will never end, and it is it continues forever. But it's really interesting. One of my friends has is, is an obsessed Doctor Who fan, and she's been trying to get me to watch Doctor Who for the longest time. Well, that, and that buddy of mine said that wanted to ban Hollywood... Yeah, yeah. Has got a tattoo of the, the, what is the thing that he, the the the, the phone box. Yeah. And I always always heard about this. Um, the Targus. Tardis. Tardis. With a D. If, if there are any Doctor Who fans listening to this, they're probably going to be really offended. <laughs> and then it also feels like something that's really well known, like in in terms of how people know who Darth Vader is, right? Yeah. People know what the Tardis is because you see it in. Well, like every single comedy yes, show that's in the Simpsons do, yeah. or South Park, you know, you always see like some, and then there's the little robots that look like they're really badly designed that roll around on wheels. I think, I think you really and I should stop about talking that. about a TV show. Yeah, we, have we haven't watched. seen. <laughs> Let, let's, let's stop But what's that. cool is that the sex education fans now want to watch Doctor Who and the Doctor Who fans now want to watch sex education. Yes. So there's this cool little crossover fandoms that's happening because I'm, I'm absolutely in love with sex education. It's magical. It's inc- it's insane how well made it Gillian is. Gillian Anderson makes a comeback. Yes. In such a big way. And people Steals realize the show. people realize how foxy she is mm. at this later age in life. Mm. Um I suppose it helps that she's playing a sex therapist. Everyone's going to, you know, listen sure. when she's talking about vaginas the whole time. But um it was it, that show in particular, it's interesting how it's set in the UK, but there was a very conscious decision to make it look like an American high school. Sp- high school, yeah. and a few British people. I was listening on another podcast. We're, we're, we're just talking about how conscious it was, like lockers and their clothes, and mm. and 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 they were like, "We don't have that in the UK." Mm. Like it was a very conscious decision to make it seem more American, and it's, also kind of older. They, yeah. they they dress the kids. They all it's all in modern day, but they they wear. This kind of nostalgic old '90s clothes. Yeah, but it's amazing how they just got away with it. It's amazing. You like sit there and you watch the show. You don't even. And there's there's probably a fleeting second where you sit there and go, when when is this? Yeah. When and where? And then it's they like, don't oh. have modern phones. But if they did, if there was a scene, it would be a modern phone. But yeah, you hardly see them because they they. I mean, you see the take... texts pop ups the entire time. Yeah. As motion graphics, um, but then again, those are the, like these. It's really interesting to see what matters in a story. Yeah. And, you know, does at least a conscious and bold decision like that about epoch, when and where we are, what does the world look like? Like epoch, that kind of, yeah, epoch. What is that? Is that a it's term? Like the, it's, it's the time zone where we find ourselves, the era. Uh, like we're in the 80s or this is a brown movie like Gladiator or 
you know, something like that. A brown movie. Yeah. You know, those really muddy medieval movies about King Arthur and like men killing each other with swords and wrestling in the mud. Like like, is the last duel a brown movie? Yeah. When have you heard this term? How did I miss that? The directing lecturer told me this. He like used it. Oh, it's a brown movie. But maybe it's one of those things where it's what he calls it. Yeah, I don't know, but because it was my that directing could be very lecture, easily misconstrued as a oh yeah something as else as a racial term. <laughs> oh, I was thinking scat film, but yeah, what film? <laughs> scat. What is that? It's poop. Oh god. Yeah, don't worry. I've never watched one of those, but I can imagine why a brown film might be confused. It's like no, we're not talking about the Underground Railroad, which is something I really want to watch on Amazon Prime. By the way, I've wanted to watch it as well. Yes. Okay. Um, seems like a really, really amazing film. Right. Or series, at least, sorry. So, the director's incredible. Let's both stop watching too much trash. Yeah, exactly. With lots I agree. of love and respect to the block. And you're going to watch Underground Railroad. What am I going to watch? What should you watch? Um, well, maybe we should both watch it. You should bit. watch. In, oh, do you have Amazon Prime? Yeah. You should watch um, Invincible. 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 What is that? It's superhero animated TV series. You didn't oh, here I say TV series, series. Um, and I think we may have spoken about this before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but incredible, awesome, surprising. Invincible. Yeah. Animated. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you have yeah. the superhero character, you have the Batman character, you have the Flash character. But then the way, it's, the, way the story is, it is told. It's, yeah. an adult thing. it's like hyper-violence. Oh, There's wow. like swear words. Um, and it's an incredible plot, like incredible superhero movie that took me by surprise. TV show. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll do that. I love how we still call it TV show. Interesting. Yeah. Like, what, what else it's would like you call a it? Series. It's a series. Yeah. But we're still like thinking broadcast, right? Cause that's what that means. Television series. Now we have smart TVs. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's a weird thing that I've been hyper-conscious of cause my boyfriend calls his smartphone, his telephone. Weird. Yeah. His cell phone is, let me call you on my telephone. And I'm like, it's not a telephone. It's a cell phone. It's a smartphone. He's like, why? Does it do phone calls? I'm like, yes. He's like, okay, cool. It's a telephone. But we, but we still have the word TV. Yeah. TV series, TV show. Sure. Sure, I guess so. But it's weird. I don't see people using it anymore. Television. Yeah. It's Sounds broadcasty to me. It's still a TV. Yeah. Maybe okay. it's a mood point. Perhaps. Weird ramble to end in the episode on. <laughs> All right, that's the show. Thank you for tuning in. The Video Store is soon going to get itself a website, which will be thevideostore.co.za. But up until now, uh, don't try and go there. We don't have it yet. But uh, we are loving things over at Facebook. We've got a group. uh, That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the video store. We can have ourselves a little chat there. We'd appreciate you chiming in. Let us know what you think of of the shows that we've recommended, uh, if you then got into it as a result, um, our opinions on things, uh, shows that we should be looking at, stuff that we might have missed, we'd love to have a little chat over there. And we're also on Instagram. We are um, enjoying uh, building up that Instagram account. Uh, So far, we just have the one post because we just have the one episode. So now it's going to be great to have another one. And we're going to slowly build that thing up. That is the video store pod on Instagram. But yeah, my name is Russell. 
I was joined today by Cole Matthews, and this episode is engineered by Graham Hackney. And yeah, keep uh, keep on coming back.